This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 556. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 556. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Here we are, week three of our summer series, Lead Like a Mother. This is a series that we are taking throughout the whole summer with each month having a different theme. Our theme for June is get out of your own way. So every week this summer, I am delivering bite-sized curriculum to help you get out of your own way, retrain your brain, and lean into leadership in all the areas where you are already a leader in your life because you are already a leader and perhaps some new areas where you've been feeling a pull toward leadership. So if you missed the first two weeks of this month, no problem. You can go back and listen to them at your leisure. In week one of June, we talked about ways you might be getting in your own way. In week two, we talked about why you might be getting in your own way. And this week, we're going to talk about how procrastination and perfectionism keep you in your own way. So I'm going to give a shout out to John Acuff because this episode and this topic is dedicated to him. So John Acuff wrote a book called Finish that I read a couple of years ago. And if you are in Momentum Mamas, our membership community, we read this for one of our early book club picks. And oh my gosh, Did John ever know who he was writing for? It was like he wrote a book just for me. And his book was about perfectionism and procrastination. And the book was called Finish. And it was about why we don't finish things. And there was all this research around it, but also so many funny stories because John Acuff knows how to tell a story. 
And as I was reading through this, I was like, oh my God, it's me and it's me and it's me, like every story told. And he nailed it like over and over. And so if you need a good book on perfectionism and how to finish things and stop getting in your own way with perfectionism, highly recommend the book. It's Finish by John Acuff, A-C-U-F-F. And we will link that in the show notes. So John wrote this book and I couldn't stop laughing. And also I could not stop seeing myself in every single thing that he described. And so I'm going to talk through procrastination and perfectionism today, and I'll probably share a couple stories from his book as we get through this content. So as we talked about last week, we talked about why you might be getting in your own way. And one of the things I did not talk about when I talked through five reasons you might be getting in your own way, I did not talk about procrastination and perfectionism. And that was on purpose because that deserves its whole own episode. So this is another reason you might be getting in your own way that's very resonant for most women and mothers. So let's talk a little bit about perfectionism. We, most of us carry with us conditioned perfectionism. Conditioned perfectionism is while when we are aiming for constant precision, perfection, clean and clear paths and methods, and avoiding mistakes, missteps, and messes at all costs. Oh my gosh, do you feel called out already? (laughs) So conditioned perfectionism is how girls and women are conditioned to being perfectionists. And this starts with how we're encouraged to get good grades, how we're encouraged to just sit quietly and not take up too much space while we're getting our good grades, how we are conditioned to do things to please others, the expense of our own joy and our own aspirations. It is how we are conditioned to make our bodies look certain ways at any cost, shrink your body or make your body look a certain way or have flap abs or have a bigger butt or like be super skinny or be thicker, but only in the right places, right? Conditioned perfectionism is the constant social messaging that we get to always be trying harder to do things better, to be more pleasing to other people to be more pleasing to other people's eyes, to be more pleasing to other people's needs and desires and wants. And it's constant, constant, constant. So here's what happens. The truth about perfectionism is that perfectionism is stagnation. When we are stuck in perfectionism, we don't actually make progress. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. 
This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. We stay stuck. And I use this example of taking steps when it comes to perfectionism. So taking steps toward any goal. And when we look at perfectionism, when we decide we want to reach a goal, we often get stuck in those first few steps and we make no progress because we get so stuck in those first few steps that we want to make those first few steps so perfect that we never get past the first few steps. So what this can look like, it can look like deciding that you're gonna write a book And you write down some chapter titles, but you don't know what order to put them in. And so you never get further than that. Or it can look like deciding that you want to rearrange the furniture in your office and you come up with a plan, but you're not quite sure if the armchair should go on the right side of the room or the left side of the room. So you just don't do anything at all. It can look like wanting to go for a promotion, or apply for a new job, but you get so stuck in writing the resume or writing the letter to qualify yourself that you never actually send it. In the meantime, people who are not stuck in perfectionism, they're taking action and they're failing and they're like moving along, if you can hear me snapping my fingers. And they might fail 15 times, but because they keep going, they're on this trend forward always. But when you're stuck in perfectionism, you're on a trend to nowhere. You are in one spot waiting to do one thing perfectly, unable to make one decision or commitment to how you're going to do it and going nowhere. Perfectionism is stagnation, is completely stagnant. So what does that look like in your life in terms of habits around perfectionism? So it might look like procrastination. And we're going to talk about that as its own thing here. So here's what you might not have known about procrastination. What we are conditioned to believe about procrastination is that procrastination is 
people being lazy. So if you are someone who procrastinates, you've probably been told like you're being lazy, you're you always wait till the last minute, you are not you or maybe you're being irresponsible, you're not taking things seriously. Other people have their act way more together and you should be more like them. You get all sorts of messaging around procrastination, especially if you're someone who's procrastinated throughout your life and as a child and as a young adult. And so you've had people, you know, parents and teachers and bosses know that you procrastinate. You've probably gotten a lot of messaging around that. Like, why can't you just do things ahead of time? And why can't you like stay on top of things? Why can't you get your life together? Why can't you organize yourself? All those things, right? Procrastination as an adult can look like a lot of different things. One of the things that John Acuff talks about in his book is procrastination looking like noble obstacles. And I love this because this is absolutely me with procrastination. And so my favorite story about this, which I've shared before on the show, but it's worth sharing again, is that when we decided or when we couldn't have a second child and we ultimately decided that like we're done, I one of like the biggest points of grieving for me was around getting rid of our baby stuff. And so my husband was really great about it. And I told him, I'm like, I'm not ready to get rid of this stuff for a while. And he was like, that's completely fine. I get it. No worries. So Vinny was like, I guess when he was three. So we this all happened between the year that he was three and four that we went through all this fertility stuff. So when he was four, we took him out of his crib. We put him in this bed. And he had been, the crib had converted to a toddler bed. Then he turned four. We got him out of the toddler bed. So we'd taken the crib apart and we put it in this little landing that we have at the top of our stairs to the second story. And we put the crib there. And I was like, we can't just like give this crib away. Like I am emotionally attached to this crib and it needs to go somewhere really special. And so my husband was like, great. I totally get it. Like, we'll just put it out in the hallway here on the landing for a while until we figure it out. If you've ever met my husband, you know that clutter is very offensive to him. And so I knew that this was like, this was a big step for him to be okay with this crib sitting there indefinitely. And then in the meantime, I had bins and bins and bins of clothes, baby clothes and maternity clothes and baby gear and baby bottles and like baby boppies and like everything baby and strollers and car seats. And like, I mean, we had a garage full and we had closets full and like all this stuff. And I was so devastated by this infertility journey that I was like, I just can't address it. And as we started getting through some of that, I started thinking, my husband was like, can we please like, can we just get rid of a few things? Can maybe just make some space in the garage? And this is where I went into noble obstacles. I was like, okay, here's the deal. We can get rid of some stuff, but first I want to go through it all and I want to divide it. And I want some of it to go to this donation place for refugee moms. And then I want some of it to go for donations to this organization that helps moms who are in transition from experiencing houseless, not having homes and homelessness into transitional housing. And then I want some of it to go over here to Goodwill. And then some of it, I want to go over to this friend who has a friend who's pregnant. And I literally was like breaking all of our gear up in my head. I'm like, I need to assign it all to these different places. And my husband was like, oh my God, (laughs) it's like, none of this is ever going to leave the house. And if I was being honest, that was the whole point. <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to get around to figuring out which piles these things should all go in. And I'm going to make it so overwhelming that I'll just never get to it. So for like well over a year, this was what I told him. I was like, well, I have to just figure out where everything's going to go. And finally, he was like, okay, we need to like actually decide where things are going to go. And so he ended up one day <laughs> texting me. We had gone to run separate errands and he texted me and he's like, hey, I'm almost home. When are you going to be home? 
I have a question for you. And I was like, okay, I'll be home in 15 minutes. And he's like, okay, so I just met someone at the store who's about to have a baby and they really need a crib. It's a single mom. And I was like, oh my gosh. He's like, would you be okay? I offered her the crib and the changing table if you, but I said I needed to talk to you about it first. So I was like, yes, absolutely. I was like, here's my like, this is a good cause. I can do this. And so we get home and he's like, okay, she's going to be here in like 10 minutes. So I'm like, okay, great. She shows up with her husband. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. I thought you said it was a single mom. And all of a sudden my like, I was like, no, but like this was supposed to be a good cause. But then I'm also thinking we can't tell her that she can't have our stuff now that he's already like committed to it. So we let her take the stuff. And as she's packing up the crib and the changing table with her husband, I was like, screw it. I was like, hey, do you need any like other baby clothes or maternity clothes? And she was like, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I went down to the bay and I was like, I don't want to freak you out, but I have a lot of stuff. And we loaded her car and then she went and dropped it off at her house. And then she came back and we loaded her car again. And she looked like deer in a headlights. She's like, oh my God, I didn't know I needed this much stuff. I'm like, I promise you, you need this much stuff. You don't know it yet, but you do. And so she took all of our stuff. She was super grateful. And this was like this moment in me getting through these noble obstacles because that was my procrastination. That was my perfectionism. That was also my trauma around what we were had been through. It was so many layers of junk. And that moment of like, I can continue with these noble obstacles and get nowhere, or I can get over myself and give myself permission to move forward. That was a huge, huge moment. So that's an example of noble obstacles. Another example that John Acuff uses in his book is an older couple who's the wife wants the husband to clean out the garage. And the husband's like, yes, absolutely. I can clean out the garage. But first, let's have a garage sale. And then he breaks down like, here's 87. It was literally like a list of like 87 steps that he would need to take to have the garage sale. And the wife was like, oh my God, like this is going to be like a three-month project now. And she's like, I just want to take everything to Goodwill this weekend. And so she was so frustrated. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, we'll have this garage sale and we'll make money and the neighbors will buy our stuff and they'll be happy and we'll be happy. And she was like, no, like I just want it gone today. (laughs) So that's what noble obstacles look like around procrastination. Procrastination can also look like self-doubt, just not making a decision because you have so much doubt. It can look like negative self-talk, saying like, I'm lazy, I can't get it together. I always put things off till the last minute. I'm not good at doing things on a timeline. Like all these stories around how we manage time. Procrastination can look like major anxiety. Procrastination and anxiety are very much intertwined for me. And procrastination can look like depression. If you struggle with depression, you probably also struggle with procrastination and they probably go hand in hand. The more you procrastinate, the more you can be likely to have those depressive symptoms or get pulled in. I know for me, oh my gosh, my anxiety goes up like crazy when I'm procrastinating. And my anxiety can also cause me to procrastinate because I will put things off because I want to make sure that when I do them, I can do them really, really well. So I will put them off until I feel like the ideal circumstances or situation presents itself for me to do the thing. So let's talk more about that. Let's talk more about what perfectionism looks like and how that keeps us in our own way. So procrastination is one thing, one leg of perfectionism. What else does perfectionism look like? Perfectionism looks like researching and planning endlessly. So this is something we talk about a lot in Momentum Mom is in my membership community because we all have those moments where we're researching and planning something to the nth degree because it's just safer than starting. (laughs) And so we're like, I'm just going to plan some more and research some more and like make some lists and make some to-do lists and some action items, but like not actually start doing the things because the researching and planning is a really great way to feel productive and stay safe. 
it's really low risk, right? Perfectionism is going to tell us to keep researching and keep planning so that we can do it perfectly when we finally go to do it. But the thing is, perfectionism will also never tell us that we're done researching or planning. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Perfectionism also looks like editing again and again and again and again, which is exactly why I do not have a blog. (laughs) So when I had a blog, I would edit endlessly. With podcasting, I don't. Well, first of all, I don't do my own editing, but that was a very conscientious choice I made knowing that when I write, I edit obsessively and knowing that podcasting as a platform doesn't allow me to do that in the same way. That was me getting out of my own way. Perfectionism can also look like us making things harder versus getting them done. So this will be like taking something and breaking it into 18 steps when we really could, it could be three steps and we could just get it done. Like doing something to 80% instead of to 115%. We make things way harder 
instead of just getting them done. I do this all the time. I make things so stinking hard. I actually, and I think of things like, there's so many things that I do in the back end of my work that makes things harder than they need to be. I mean, even the fact that I have a podcast that's two days a week, like almost all podcasts are once a week. But I decided early on before I started that I would have a podcast that's two days a week. Why am I making things harder than they need to be? I don't need to have a podcast that's two days a week. But now that I've started it and you've all expected it and I've done it for five years, I'm like, I guess I'm going to keep doing a podcast two days a week. And people always, they're like, why do you have a podcast that's two days a week? And when other people get started on podcasting, they're like, how do you do it? I'm like, I just like to make things twice as hard. (laughs) And I love what I do, but like, oh my God, twice a week, it's a lot. Perfectionism looks like assuming that everything has to be a grind. So when you get caught up in perfectionism, everything's really hard because you're making sure that everything's done 100% A plus all the time. And it is a grind. It's so much of a grind. Perfectionism looks like being self-critical where you're constantly putting yourself down and being self-deprecating and comparing yourself to other people. Perfectionism looks like blowing past your wins without celebration. Oh, I'm so guilty of this. Blowing past wins without celebration. Having some level of success in any aspect of your life and like just being right onto the next thing. Perfectionism looks like being consumed with the details and missing the big picture. Oh my goodness, this is a big one. I've gotten so much better about this, but being consumed with the details. So being consumed with the details is an example of this would be like you go to do something and there's some sort of misstep in it. And that's like the only thing you can focus on. So maybe you have a presentation at work and you like, there's a hiccup with a slide or you say thing, something incorrectly, or you mess up somewhere and you walk out. And that's like the only thing you can focus on. You can't focus on the fact that like you gave the biggest presentation you've ever given, or you got to speak in front of people you've never gotten to speak in front of before, or that you got to speak on a subject where you got to stand up as an authority figure for the first time. You miss that whole big picture because all you're thinking is like, oh my gosh, I really botched slide 18. So being consumed with the details keeps us super stuck in perfectionism because we miss the big picture. And the big picture is like the magic, right? The magic is that you got to go give this presentation, that you got to you know, use your voice, that you got to show your expertise, that you got to share your gifts. And instead you're like, oh, but slide 18. <laughs> That's like all you're thinking about. And perfectionism, lastly, looks like making goals overly specific to negate your wins and your successes. So this example is where you decide that something can only be considered a success or a win if you hit a goal in a very specific way. So a kid's example, I'll use an example from my son, like his example would be like a spelling test is only a success if you get 100%. If you get one wrong, nope not a win. Never mind that you got 14 of those words right. If you got one of the 15 wrong, not a win. So you make the goal so specific that you can't, it's unlikely and infrequent that you actually get to say like, oh, I did that. I've had to do this a lot with my business. I often, I used to set these metrics around programs and launches and revenue for the year. And then it would be like, well, but if I didn't hit that, the whole year was I bombed it. Or if I didn't hit it for a program, I'd be like, oh, I really wanted to get, you know, at the gym, maybe I wanted to get 50 people enrolled in a program and only 37 signed up. And I'm like, oh, I only got 37. Oh my gosh, like that's 37 lives that I get to impact in a positive way. But in my mind, I'm just thinking, yeah, but I didn't get 50. So you can see how you don't get the chance to celebrate success when you make that goal so specific. So I've actually, as a perfectionist, I've had to step back from metric-related goals at times, many times, in order to 
allow myself to see success and allow myself to see wins and celebrate them. Because if I get attached to those metrics, it's way too easy to dismiss something as not successful because I didn't hit a certain metric and then I missed the entire magic of what actually happened. And that doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve my community and it doesn't serve my mission. So where do you get in your own way when it comes to perfectionism and procrastination? Where does this hold you back? Because for many of us, this might be the thing that holds us back the most, that keeps us in our own way the most. So next week, we're going to talk about five very specific ways to get out of your own way and steps to actually get started. So this will be a week of implementation next week. I'm super excited. If you missed our first two weeks of this series, you can go back and listen to the first two weeks of June where we talk about leading into getting out of your own way, the ways that you're getting in your own way and why you might be getting in your own way. And then next week, we'll talk about the five steps to get out of your own way. And then in July, we're going to jump into retraining your brain, how to retrain your brain, which is a really, really fun conversation. It's going to like open your eyes in so many ways. So thank you for being here for the summer series. I am so excited to help you lead like a mother over the course of this whole entire summer. Keep showing up, keep listening, keep taking notes, listen in twice if you have an episode that like you just think it nails it for you. Listen again. And please, please, share these episodes out. If you know a mama who needs to get out of her own way, who's struggling right now, please let me help her. You help her by letting me help her. That was a mouthful. Um, Because the more shameless moms we can help get out of their own way, the more shameless moms we have out leading in the world. And that is my hope for you. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back with you again in a couple days and back with you again next Monday for more from our summer series, Lead Like a Mother. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. 
I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, wherever you listen to podcasts.